You know how you win the battle? Listen now. You and I have the opportunity to walk in victory, to claim the victory, to experience the victory that is already ours. Because I know I have something to offer. Go where you have never gone before. What you got? Keep moving through the pain. Keep moving forward. Do what you've never done before so you can be the woman you know yourself to be. I live my life playing to win. I'm after something. So much in you. We have the victory. Hey, Purpose Chasers. Welcome to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. We're so excited that you have tuned in another week. And we thank you for coming back week after week to get motivation, inspiration, and guidance on how you can live a purpose-filled life and create the life of your dreams. Today, I'm super excited because for the first time, I have one of my really, really, really close friends on the show, Estina. I am so excited to have her. So let me tell you a little about Estina. Music has always been an intricate part of Estina's life. In fact, it's in her blood as she comes from a family of musicians and singers. Estina's vision is to make people aware of God's presence through stories, songs, and acts of service. She is passionate about encouraging others and finds great joy in seeing people win at life. And of course, I can definitely attest to that. Her personal experiences have led her to believe that one encounter with God can completely change the trajectory of one's life for good. And she endeavors to bring that experience to everyone she meets. Fueled by these passions, Estina officially launched the I Am Estina platform, formerly Estina Music, where people can encounter God and find encouragement for everyday living. In December 2018, she released her debut single, Deeper, Love Take Over, including a mini documentary explaining the story behind the song. Most recently, on October 31st, 2019, she launched her Unveiled Access series on YouTube, where she explores questions about God and encourages individuals in their relationship with him. Psalm 73 is the perfect summation of Estina's life journey, specifically verse 28, which says, But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God, and I may declare all your works. Let's give a warm Purpose Chaser welcome to Estina. Hey, Purpose Chasers, welcome to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. I'm so excited that you've tuned in yet again for another Tuesday message, Tuesday motivation. And today I'm super excited because I have with me one of my really, really close and very talented friends, Miss Estina. Hi, S. How are you? I'm doing well. (laughs) (laughs) Estina is from I Am Estina, and one of the things that, well, there's multiple things that I love about Estina. First, she's like the best friend ever. (laughs) She is such an excellent friend. She's such a giver. She's such a lover. But another thing that I like 
and I love is her voice, guys. She can sing and play the piano <laughs> at the same time. Like that, Girls. that, <laughs> that I, I have no um, musical talent. Well, I do in my shower. It's great. But I think other people don't particularly like to hear it. But her voice will have you like, yes, Lord, you're singing straight to me. <laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit to Estina today and we're actually going to talk about something that she gets has going on that I know you're going to love. You're going to want to, when this episode is over, run over to YouTube and watch Unveiled Access. But before we get into that, I want Estina, and you may hear me stumbling to say Estina because I call her Essie, so yeah. if, I, if, you, <laughs> if you hear me going back and forth, that's because it's just habit, so pay me no mind. But we want Estina to tell us a little bit about who she is and how she got started. So, Essie, who are you? Tell the people, and how did you get started with music? Thank you, Tay, for having me on the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. It yeah. is a pleasure to join you. I listen to every single last episode. Best podcast out there right now. Woo! No cap. Uh, but yeah I am Estina and ironically I think it's good that you brought up the fact that you're going to be swinging between Essie and Estina Um, that is my childhood nickname everybody calls me that and for a while I wasn't really hip to my full name I mean I love it I'm named after my grandmother but for a long time I would be like everyone call me Essie (laughs) that's just that's the end of it but Within the last, I think it was last year, I actually found out what my name, Estina, means. Long story short, it means truth or to be true and authentic. Um, And it was a really full circle moment for me because that was the area I was challenged in for the better part of my life, um, for most of the years of my life. And so to find out what my name actually meant, I embraced it fully. And now I'm like, Call me Estina. <laughs> that is my name. Um, but that's just a little fun fact behind the scenes about me. Um, in terms of I am Estina and how that came to be, all my life I've been involved in music. I started piano when I was four years old, uh, played for my church starting at 12 years old. Um, and then, you know, you do the show choirs, high school choir. And then when I went to university, I got involved with the music out there. So it's always been a part of who I am and what I do. Um, But it took me a long time to fully embrace that gift and that talent and wanting to put it out for others to be a part of. I'm that person that likes to stay behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. I don't want anybody to see me. I'm content to be behind my piano. I would prefer to just be in my room with no cameras (laughs) or anything (laughs) documenting any part of my life. Um, (laughs) But as fate or destiny would have it, that's not my lot. Um, What I do requires me to be before people, um, which we can probably get into the implications of that later. (laughs) Um, But yeah, what I do requires me to be in front of people. And the reason I started I Am Estina it was previously Estina Music, in case there are those listening, like, what are they talking about? <laughs> I was formerly under the handle Estina Music because last year I released my first single. 
Which you guys are going to get to listen to at the end of this episode. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Yes. I released Deeper Love Takeover last year. And that was a combination of years and years and years of people saying, Estina, when are you going to release an album? Estina, when are we going to get some music from you? And it was something I kept putting off. Every year I'd start like, hey, I'm going to do it this year. And then something would happen that would throw me off and be like, oh, this year's a waste. I'll just wait till another time to get it done. Um, but last year, there was a lady I was following, um, Winter Pitts, um, and she has a magazine called For Girls Like You. Long story short, she passed away suddenly. And her story inspired me because she had pretty much lived fully in her purpose. Like, she left on good terms. She left this earth on good terms. And for me, I was like, Estina, why can't you just take that step to do what you've been put on the earth to do. Like what's up with all of these excuses? You literally could leave this earth tomorrow and have done nothing towards your purpose and your destiny. So that was a real wake up call for me. And from that moment on, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to just rip the bandaid off. (laughs) I'm going to do it afraid. I'm going to do it with fear and trembling. I don't know if anybody wants to listen to me or hear me, but we're just going to do this song and so I released the song it was one of my biggest accomplishments um I have a whole backstory for the aftermath of that but I'm I'm just grateful that I was here in the land of the living and given the opportunity to release it um and the feedback that I've gotten so far especially from Tay (laughs) um makes me feel good that I took that step to do it Yes, and I am so happy that you took that step. Um, I remember when Essie was having her release party for her for her single, and I was like, "Are we live streaming?" Because I had gotten sick, so I couldn't leave home, and I was <laughs> on live stream, like crying and just so happy that she was releasing finally into the world her music because there is a way that when she's playing and when she's singing and when she's worshiping that just leads you behind the veil into the presence of God and you're just sitting there in a corner crying to yourself and I remember actually I remember the first time because I didn't know that Essie could sing and I remember going to her church and I heard like I heard the praise team but I heard somebody singing by themselves and I couldn't find where the person was singing from I was like looking all around the church like is like it sounds so beautiful but I don't actually see any of the praise team members moving their mouths so it was freaking me out and then I was like she sings (laughs) when I realized it was her but I'm so glad that you took this this time to actually step into your purpose and start walking towards what God has called you to do instead of hiding. (laughs) Even though I know sometimes we rather, like, I feel like when God calls us out to do certain things, sometimes we're just like, Lord, why, why, why? I was cool chilling in the pew. I was was perfectly good. Listen, (laughs) who, who told you that I could even speak? I feel like I'm better quiet, but you seem to think I should talk a lot. And I feel like we need to come to some understanding. Yes, <laughs> precisely. So um, if anybody is struggling with what, with walking in their purpose and doing it afraid and doing it, even though you don't know what the outcome would be, take a chapter from Essie and take a chapter from me. You can do it. You yeah, can you do can. it. And each day, 
that you practice doing it, it becomes a little easier. There will always be obstacles because we're growing and mm-hmm. we're going towards really an endpoint that we can't quite see what it's going to look like. Exactly. Yeah. But it's really beautiful to follow God. Yes. That's the key part. (laughs) So what I want to talk to you about today is unveiled access. So you guys, if you haven't heard of unveiled access, you have to watch. And I was thinking about, hmm, maybe I can put it on the episode so you can hear. And then I was like, no, you you literally have to watch it like with your eyes. So I'm (laughs) to go on YouTube as soon as we're done and look for... Estina and your YouTube handle is I am Estina. Yes. And look for Unveil Excess episodes one, two, and by the time this comes out, three. Yes. The one, two, and three. And have a look and subscribe and comment and tell her what you think and follow her on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Okay, anyway, let's get back to (laughs) where we where we were. Tell us about unveiled access. Unveiled access, the concept actually just seemingly fell out of the sky just a couple of months ago while I was on vacation. I've always been trying to figure out what type of content I wanted to put out on my YouTube. I kind of, after I released the single, my page kind of remained silent. And I'm like, I should be doing something um, to send traffic there, but I don't know what. And through a series of events that happened this year, this year has been very, very trying on me. If I can just be completely honest and transparent, it's been a very trying season um, on my mental health and in terms of my emotional health, how I would would be thinking, how I would be feeling, um, even in regards to I am Estina, like there was a whole two or three months, I think, where I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna just park this for a minute because... (laughs) I don't know what's going on with me and I don't think I can continue on with this. I don't think I can um, be putting out content, encouraging people and I'm having mm. this own internal struggle. <clears throat> but when I came through with, through that, I was like, no, I know that I'm put on this earth. One of the reasons is to encourage people. And so I had to lift myself up out of that place so that I could be an encouragement to the people that God has put in um, my path. So once I got through that kind of low period, I was like, okay, how are we going to continue? And I just heard the two words, unveiled access. And I was like, what? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> and the more I started to think about it, the reason it, the, the root of it is there's a lot of questions that I have had in my walk with Christ about how to be in relationship with him, how to communicate with him, how to hear back from him. And there were just a lot of, I would put a lot of rules on it. I would pick from other people's experiences Mm. to try to figure out, okay, how can I get closer to God? And how can I be the best Christian possible? And how can I um, gain his approval? And how can I please him? And there was just a lot of, it became convoluted and it became discouraging for me to try to reach the standard I thought I had to reach in order to be in a particular place in God. And one day it was just like, Estina, it's not that complicated at all. Literally, the gospel has set it up so that we don't have to work to please him. Yeah, We don't have to work to be in right standing with him. 
We don't have to work to gain access to him just by virtue of God sending his son, Jesus, to die for the, the sins of the world. He has reconciled us back to the father. And now we can actually come boldly before him without any restraints. They're like, there's nothing that can hinder us from coming to God the Father um, when we come to him through Jesus. So that's the foundation of Unveiled Access um, and the heart behind it. Now, the actual videos um, that I do, it's been an avenue for me to explore my creative quirky side. So <laughs> take notice that in person, I'm, I'm a very special character. <laughs> But you have to love her. You have to. <laughs> I am very animated. I literally see life as a production. Like you can say one little small comment and I've already imagined an entire movie <laughs> in my mind about that example. And so when you see the videos, I like to give um, visual illustrations of the, the topics that we discuss. So for example, the first episode talks about the key to accessing God. So I did a little short film about a key. Um, and so you'll see a little <laughs> bit of my personality. Um, but I do think that people might connect more when they're able to take sometimes complicated subjects yeah. and, um, broken down in a very simple form. Yeah. So that's my approach with Unveiled Access. Yeah. So what advice would you have for anybody who's listening who um either isn't doesn't know the lord yet or still trying to figure him out but kind of unsure of exactly what to do because of what they see in church or what they see from their parents and they're trying to figure out their own walk with mm -hmm. god what advice would you have for them start with jesus that's like ground zero you don't even need to go much farther beyond that. I'll share with you something that my grandfather said to me many years ago, and I did not realize what he meant until this year, <laughs> literally. Um, and he said to me, it's like, Estina, don't ever leave the church because Jesus is the church and he you, didn't do anything to you. Well, and I was like, <laughs> like I was only a teenager at the time. And I was like, what do you mean leave yeah. the church? Like, Oh, I've got no reason to go, but you know, you go through life and you see certain things wow. and you're just like, you know what? I'm finna pack up. <laughs> like there is, to head out. there is no reason for me to be here anymore. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> and somebody actually brought it back to my memory. That's like, Asita, remember what your grandfather said? And I was like, oh. Oh my goodness, you're right. Because as much as we do need the community mm -hmm. of the church, and it is God's church, and so I don't believe in throwing it out. But as much as we do need people, if Christ isn't your foundation, yeah, you're, it's, a, it's a losing battle. There's no way that you can win. Um, with church, it comes with, and I'm only using church because that's the context of Christendom, um, but it comes with a lot of doctrines and rules and regulations, and um, there's people's opinions. There's Everyone has their standard of holiness and what's walking right and how you should dress, and how you should look, how you should pray, how long you should fat. Like there's a whole mm -hmm. bunch of- um, Rules. Yeah, rules that <laughs> come with Christianity and you can get lost in it and discouraged by it because it's like, I'm never going to measure up. Yeah. I am just never 
going to be good enough for God. And I, why, why struggle to be something I'm never going to be? Right. And that's not the purpose of the gospel at all. And which is why I say to start with Jesus, because literally he has done all the work. And it's a hard concept to think because mm-hmm. it's like, wait, I don't have to do anything. What do you like? Are you sure that I don't have to do anything to win God's approval? Um, no, yeah, that's pretty much what the gospel is. That doesn't remove living right yeah. or having right character or growing as a person and growing in wisdom. What it means is we, when he says we are literally saved by grace and not by works, that is a literal statement. There mm. is nothing that we can do, good or bad, that's going to separate us from his love or bring us closer to his love. There's nothing that we can do that is going to put us in right standing. Jesus did that and he did it once for all. So if you're struggling in your relationship or you're considering like, what's really the bonus of this whole Christian thing? Start with Jesus. Start with the gospels. Go to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read about him, how he lived, what he spoke, how he treated people. Start with him and the picture becomes clearer. That's what I'm currently doing in my journey, it's almost like a relearning mm-hmm. because it's so much bondage when you're trying to just adhere to rules and regulations yeah. and you keep falling short. And I was just like, it, it can't be this hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Like it literally cannot be this hard. So in my own life, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a step back and I'm literally going to look at how Jesus did it. Yeah. And if what I see in the world or in the church doesn't line up with him, I'm not stressing my life out over it. (laughs) Yeah. It's Jesus and nothing else. I mean, that is so true. And I think too many times we um, tend to, if we get saved or try to learn about Jesus, we start with the church. And what Mm -hmm. happens is we start to put our faith in people instead of putting our faith in God. And people will always disappoint you, but God and Jesus will never disappoint you. And that's something to remember um i remember when i was away at transformation conference shout out to transformation nation if you <laughs> um and i remember going inside to praise god and to worship and i was seeing people of all different ages all different colors and shades from around the world dressed in any type of way mm-hmm. you had some people dressed in what you would call appropriate Uh, church dress and Mm -hmm. then you had some people in crop tops and shorts but they still love the lord and praise jesus and he still showed up and showed out so i think it's so important that when you're rediscovering who god is that Mm -hmm. you remember that he loves you the way that you are like he created you a specific way and yes there's a time to learn and to develop and you know try to make your character more like him but he did not come to stress you out. He didn't. Like that that's not one of the things. Like that stress did not come from him. So if you remember that and like as he said, just build a relationship with Jesus and then you can um you'll be more comfortable, trust me, mm-hmm. no matter where you go. Cause when you were saying just now what your grandfather said, like, you know, don't leave the church because Jesus didn't do basically Jesus didn't do nothing to you. <laughs> the people might 
at some point because we're human and that's what just just what happens but Jesus never disappointed and I feel like as you get older when you get to a certain age you start to notice things that you probably mm-hmm. didn't notice when you were a child right Absolutely. and you're just sitting there like lord but somebody said something to me and it I can't remember who it was but they were like you got to remember this the people around you Jesus still get, gave them to you they're like still his children. Yep. They're still his children. So even when they're acting wild or driving you crazy yes. or you're sitting there confused as to how how is this working right now and why can't you in X, Y, and Z, remember they're still God's children and they're still learning and growing just like we're learning and growing. And Absolutely. it's not our job <laughs> to put pressure on them or judge them or hold them to some high standard mm-hmm. because that's not it. If you want to yeah. hold anybody to a high standard, hold Jesus to a high standard because he will yep. come through every single time. Period. Period. <laughs> so when I started thinking about um, dress, that reminded me of episode two. Yes. And, <laughs> and the little video that you, the little production that you had done in the beginning, but then you had said during episode two that you've, actually been denied entrance to a yeah. place of worship because of how you were how you were dressed yeah. and i just want to touch on that for a little bit because i feel like especially the people who listen to this podcast we're of a certain age where we don't want to wear dresses that go down to our ankles mm-hmm. and no my shoulders don't need to be like in my mind mm-hmm. i never get the whole shoulder thing like my <laughs> shoulders can't show and i'm just like but their their shoulders. I don't I don't understand what the problem is. And I remember when I was younger, my mom would like be so upset because I wanted to wear pants to church. Yeah, and I could never understand that. But I remember now that she came up in a in a day and age where pants were inappropriate, and she yeah. came up in a day and age where she was going to church in Jamaica. So they yes. like some places in Jamaica right now, pants, I mean, some places all over the world, pants are still not appropriate for Mm -hmm. women, but Mm -hmm. um, let's just touch on what to do or how to reflect or what not to do. (laughs) If you are ever, I don't even know how to pose the question properly, but if you are ever confronted with, with a situation where you were turned away or you are turned away from a place of worship because of how you are dressed. So actually give us a little bit of your story and how you handled it. <laughs> well, I actually, I was just a kid. I couldn't, I, I wasn't a teenager yet. I know that because I distinctly remember being young and I got to the service kind of late and I was walking in. I had on jeans and a t-shirt, jeans, pants, because you know, mm. there are jeans skirts. <laughs> um, but I came just, you know, I'm coming to church. I wasn't even thinking about what I was wearing. And I grew up in the church, so it didn't even cross my mind that I was in the wrong. And I get there and the usher's like, yeah, you got to stay out here in the lobby. And I was like, why? And in no few words, pretty much it was because I was wearing pants. And I think this place at the time actually had a sign um, that women could not wear pants. Uh, So... Yeah, it was, I just remember, I didn't understand why I was wrong coming mm. to church in pants and why my pants were the reason I could not get in. Luckily, I was that anomaly child that it just, it washed over like water under the bridge and that didn't prevent me from going to church. I love church 
In fact, my grandfather nicknamed me church. So that wasn't going to stop me um, from going. But what I want to say to someone who has experienced that or might experience that and be thrown off by it, again, going back to who is the foundation, don't let that treatment shift your perspective about who God is and who Christ is. He is not the one saying you can't come to me because of how you are dressed. And even while you're preparing to ask me the question, I went back to the woman who was caught in in adultery. Mm. She was brought to Jesus either borderline naked or completely naked because she was caught in the act, right? Oh, and I never she even was, thought about that. She, like okay, the scripture ahead. says, she, yeah, was, she caught was caught in the, in the act. act. Yeah, so it does. they either just grabbed her how she was, or she was unkempt. She wasn't dressed appropriately. I'm going to assume she wasn't dressed appropriately, and she was brought to Jesus. Skip church, the temple, all of that. She was brought directly to Jesus in an attire or in a state that was socially unacceptable. Mm. The people wanted to stone her because of the state they found, not just the act, but the state that they found her in. And Jesus did not reject her. He did not turn her away. In fact, he told the other people, you who are without sin, you cast off our stone. And people had to back up. They had to drop their stones and move on because it's like, wait, I don't want him to start reading my, I don't want him to start reading my receipts, my (laughs) 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 But when I think of that image, that is the most vulnerable state a person could be in. And Jesus didn't turn him away. So if you find yourself experiencing that type of rejection from a church or even outside the church, maybe it's from um, someone you know who's a Christian just going about your regular day. If you encounter that level of rejection, don't replace that person for Jesus. That is Mm. not the character of Christ. That is not what God does to people. Don't go on and thinking, well, I don't want to go to the church now because I can't dress how I want. Remove, separate man's doctrine, man's preferences, man's opinions, man's judgment. Separate that. Mm-hmm. from what the word of God actually says and the Christ of, I'm um, sorry, not Christ, the character of Christ. Yes, that's good. I mean, and I know, and I know the scripture says, you know, they just took her and bought her, but my mind never even thought about what on earth would she have been dressed yeah. like when somebody just gripped you and just like, come on and come out. Because I know when, I mean, if the police were to raid your place and grip you, and this is just my experience as, as a lawyer. Yeah. Um, I know in the, the, the information that I r- would see, some of them just are as they were when they took them out of the house, like yep. down to, if they don't have no pants on, they didn't have no pants on. Yep. So Absolutely. that's probably how, that's definitely how they would have just been like, here, we're mm-hmm. taking you to him so he can see you for what you are. Exactly. And Jesus was like, mm, you're not going to do that. You're yeah. not going to do that. Um, and if I could just, great. If I could just add that, we miss such a great opportunity when we make accepting people about their clothing, <laughs> something as trivial as their clothing. We don't know what people are coming in the door with. Mm-hmm. This could be someone who is literally about to commit suicide and they decide, you know what? I'm just going to try one more time to find some level of hope. Yeah. And they come into the door 
they weren't thinking about their clothes. They're just like, I just need, need some help. kind of encouragement. Something. Yeah. They say that I can find it in church. I'm going to go. And then they're turned away because of how they are dressed. Mm. That's, that's how I see it. Literally, people's lives are hanging in the balance while we're getting caught up on trivial things. Yeah. Things that don't matter in the end of the day. So, so don't matter. Yeah. So when we were talking just now, a question that somebody asked me came back to my mind. And I want to ask you, it kind of um, caught me a little, little off guard. But then I, I figured out the the answer. But the person had asked me, and I was doing a study in front of a group of mature people Mm -hmm. and since the most of the people who listen to the podcast are millennials i know we have some older listeners so hey to you older listeners um but the person had asked me the question about how do the older generation um and then the next week somebody asked me this again how do the older generation get in touch with basically our generation and younger like they they couldn't figure out where the gap was and how how to even bring bring us our two generations together because we're coming up in a generation who if i let me tell you if i could wear sweatpants to church every single opportunity i got literally i listen <laughs> i have waited all year to put these sweatpants on i want to wear them all all the time but no i get cute for church on occasion and then sometimes i just i can't it's yeah. like I just need you, Lord. I mean, I have been to church in sweatpants and a in a and a sweater, and I remember it was after a really bad breakup. And my mom was <laughs> like, "You need to go to the house of God, not for not for people, just to be in His presence." So yeah. she just like, "You're going." I remember I sat there and I looked a mess, <laughs> like no makeup. I had been crying for days. I had lost a bunch of weight. It was just horrible, mm-hmm. but. I was I was so happy that I was in a space where nobody was like, "What is she wearing?" or exactly. "What's wrong?" They just left me because yeah. they knew that I I needed I needed the Lord right now. Yeah. But you know that's not always the case. So I guess the question for you is, how would you describe how this generation needs relationship um, as far as the church is concerned, as far as God is concerned? Um, and how you would suggest to anybody who's listening, who's on the older side of how they can bridge the gap between what they were used to, all the doctrines and rules they were used to, and then what we're coming in, not willing to, to basically not willing to accept. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not willing to accept my, I can't wear pants. It's not happening. I will wear pants. Yeah. So, um, and I will still serve Jesus and jump exactly. up and down and praise him and act all foolish. Cause that's what I was doing at transformation. I was acting the absolute fool for the Lord. But anyway, how, how would you, how would you, what advice would you give them? Um, I think it starts with honesty and transparency. I think there's, in some cases, I'm seeing it start to open up a little bit. um, The more people I talk to, but there seems to be this wall between generations where the older generation seems to not want to share or be honest about their experiences and what they have come through. It's almost like if I'm, because I'm still a millennial, I'm like right on the border 
of it. But if I'm looking- No, millennial goes to 40. So I don't know why my friends try to, they try to escape the millennial age bracket. I thought it was 35. Yeah, they thought, yeah. I see you guys trying to escape. And I'm like, you guys don't even know. You're all millennial. I'm not trying to escape it. I'm trying to tell everyone that I am one. Okay, (laughs) then it's not you. Maybe it's Reese. Somebody is trying to escape it. I'm like, you're still a millennial. (laughs) Yes. But it's but um, even, 21 to, they said 21 to, I think, 40. Okay. Okay, cool. go ahead. That's good knowledge. Um, <laughs> but if I'm just considering myself looking at someone who's older, there have been times where I'm just been like, oh my gosh, you're so perfect. You are like the epitome of a woman of God. Like if I were to model myself after someone, you would be it. At the same time, I'm discouraged by that <laughs> because it's like, wait, do you, did you have any kind of struggles? Do you have any kind of insecurity? Mm-hmm. Like, how did you get to that place? Did you just wake up one day and become yeah, yeah, this perfect person? Or are there actual, it's almost like you want to look for the holes in people's stories so you feel normal. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, you know yeah. Because so it's it doesn't... like, because you're striving every day to be like Christ, but you know yourself and you're like, man, I'm just not it. Like, and I don't know how I'm going to reach this caliber of person. And I think what helped me is that I did have some people in my life that were willing to sit down with me and be like, listen, baby girl, this is how it really went down. This is what happened in my life before I came to Christ. And this has been my process to get to where I am now. And with them sharing their stories, it dispels this whole, I need to be perfect all Mm. the time in order for me to be acceptable. And so I think that is the foundation of bridging the gap. And you don't have to like be raunchy and tell all the details. I think that has to happen in the realm of relationship Mm -hmm. and direct discipleship. Um, But it has like, that has to be an element of trying to bridge the gap between older generations and younger generations. Um, Because I think the older generations, sometimes everything is about don't, 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 Mm -hmm. don't, don't. Millennials are conversationalists. Yeah. We check receipts. I am queen of the receipts. (laughs) Like I need evidence. Like what? I will search out a thing. That's why, again, when I found out my name meant truth, it was like, whoa. No wonder I am the way that I am. I'm, I just don't take things for face value. Mm-hmm. I am the person that is fact-checking the preacher in the middle of the service. Right. Like, if you're going to, oh, wait, what? I've never heard that. Let me look that Let up me in the Bible. Check. Let like, me I, I need that. to. Does it actually mean that? Or yeah. are you just trying to condemn me for something that you feel personally? You know, like, yeah. I'm that person sitting in the congregation doing that live. And I think that's indicative of our generation. Like, we are seekers of truth. We want mm-hmm. what is real. We want what is authentic. And so if you're going to tell me something, first it needs to be true. And then if you're also going to require me to do something or be something, I need that to have more meat on it than just your opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I also think that our generation can't just throw away mm-hmm. the older generation. They come loaded with so much wisdom and experience. And I think sometimes we might get arrogant um, in thinking that it's a new dawn, it's a new day, we're the new generation, the old way of doing things, throw it in the trash, let us take over, we know best. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of that attitude that I see amongst millennials and younger. And I think we 
would be foolish to think that we can handle the world just at our level of knowledge. We need the wisdom from the other generations and we need to be open to listening to what they have to say Mm -hmm. and putting all of it through the filter. Yeah. Not everything that the older generations stand by is bad. Some of the doctrines and the traditions and their preferences are actually good. There were things when I went away to university, I'm like, I'm free. I'm not accountable to anybody. I can do what I want. And I lost a significant chunk of my foundation trying to just throw the baby out with the bathwater mm-hmm. as opposed to being like, you know what? What have they actually given me yeah. that is rock solid that I can stand on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little bit rough around the edges. Yeah, it requires me to grow up a little bit and I can't look like my friends and I can't do certain things. But at the end of the day, does it bring me closer to God? Does it develop me as a person? Is my character being built? Um, So we can't just, both generations, we can't just throw out each other's experiences and, um, and perspectives. We have to come to the table and be willing to talk about it all. Yeah. And I and love you. Walk Go away ahead. with Christ. <laughs> yes, that too. That's important. And I love your answer because when people ask me that question, it's like I become the spokes uh, person for the millennials. For the millennials. <laughs> like for all of us <laughs> in every nation. When they ask me that question, that's how immediately I feel. But I love to hear other people's answers because if we are all, if we about sound the same, then okay, mm-hmm. we're right. We're probably yeah. all looking for the same things. And that was the, one of the first things I had said was we need transparency yeah. and we, we really need openness. So you can't be all perfect because when we're struggling, we're not going to look to you for help because... Yeah. Let me tell you about the world. They're very transparent with all their mess. Absolutely. So if you're not going <laughs> to tell me the real, like I understand there are some people, like for example, my pastor, her story is different. She was a virgin until she's married. She got married very young. She was with Christ all of her life. Like that is her story. Nobody yeah. can take that away. But there's somebody who's coming up who needs that story. Yeah. I might need a different story. I need, might Absolutely. need, a, I slipped and fell how how did you get back up? That's Absolutely. the story I need. That part, so, how? Yeah. Please tell me. How? How? And how long did it take? All right? Because I'm out here feeling kind of crazy. That's what I need. But there is, it's a level of, I guess, that, that definite balance of transparency that I think is so important. And I think it's funny because each, I remember listening. Actually, I think the first thing I must have said is I'm tired of people saying that uh, millennials and young people don't want Christ. That's the first thing. It's not like, true. I'm tired of it. Can you stop starting your, your sermon like that? Because I tend to turn you off when you come in with that type of attitude. Yeah, man. Because you don't know. I remember listening to the Christian station here, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and they were like giving a whole lesson on millennials and basically condemning us at every single point. Mm-hmm. I was just like, this is how you're teaching other adults how to deal with this. Yep. This is not, is not going to fly. So um, I think it's so important that, you know, we have that sense of transparency, but I also think it's very important that we don't throw the baby out with the bathwater and don't yeah. throw away the older generation and what they've done, because a lot of the things that they stand by are very useful today. Right. Yeah. It, it does give you a very solid foundation. And I think it's what's really amazing to me is that we're in like a transition stage. But when we get to their age, we're going to begin another transition stage. Yeah. So I guess it's 
how we deal with it now will mm-hmm. show how we deal with it when the next generation comes up and yeah. they're looking at us like we ain't got time for that. We don't want to yeah, do man. it like that. Um, whatever, whatever technology is going on and they want to see a transition. Are we going to be as open as we hoped that other people were to us? And I hope mm-hmm. that we are because that's really the best way to lead somebody to Christ is to show them your receipts. And yeah. I remember another thing I was watching and they were, you know, talking to uh, millennials. I think it was a conversation. They were like, oh, you know, you guys are the doubting Thomas generation, blah, blah, blah. I was like, first of all, let's not judge Thomas. Thomas wanted yeah. receipts. That was it. He, 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 he just did. wanted the receipts. He wanted evidence. He, he just did. wanted to make sure. And that's that's just how we are. We want evidence. We're not going to just take your preached word off the one verse. We, we, we're going to go back and read the whole chapter just to make yeah, sure it's, it's not context. Out of, right. <laughs> Too many times you hear things and it's really taken out of context. So it's always fact-checking for yourself. And I think that for certain people, that might be a little irritating because some people like to be, I'm going to say what I have to say and that's it. And we're just like, well, wait a minute. But can you tell me about verse two? Because you started at 10 and two looks like it contradicted where you were going. So I just want to know, just so I can get it right, right? Yeah. Like, in in my opinion, I rather want, I rather... Uh, go deep and dive so I can get it right than yeah. to walk around holding myself to something that actually isn't the word of God. Exactly. All. And it, it's, it's, we demonstrate what Christ wanted. There's a whole two or three chapters, John 14, 15, and 16, where, God, where Jesus is explaining who the Holy Spirit is. Mm-hmm. He's telling his disciples, hey, I'm about to go. There's certain things like I want to tell you, but I can't tell you right now. I'm going to go, but I'm going to send a comforter. He's not just the comforter. He's also the spirit of truth. Mm-hmm. And he said that he will lead you into all truth. Mm. So if truth is the goal and you have a whole generation that is seeking that truth by any means necessary, how can you condemn what Jesus has set up? Again, <laughs> go back to Jesus. Sorry, I'm sorry you're irritated, but he told me he wants to lead me into all truth. So I'm going to ask the questions. That is going to lead me to the truth. So I'm not walking around in error because mm-hmm. that has its, that's a whole nother story <laughs> of where that can go. So this is the purpose of the Holy Spirit, which is to lead us into truth. Definitely. Okay. So here is my last question. What three things would you suggest to somebody who is trying to Build the relationship. I know we said start with Jesus, so that's mm-hmm. like number one. But what else can they do to get into, I guess, his presence if you don't know? So, for example, for me, I talk to God like he is my best friend, like all the time. To- like, I, I would, I was like, if someone would ever hear me having conversations, they would be like, who on earth are you talking to? My boy, J- JC, like, we're just, we're cool like that. Yes. We're just chatting. But not, ev- not everyone has that relationship with God not everybody knows that it's okay mm-hmm. right to yeah. talk to Jesus like he's a friend they kind of come up and they're just like oh heavenly father how can I blah 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 and sometimes you just yeah. need like a quick conversation like listen Lord I don't even want to go I need help what do I wear I need you to help me and give me the peace of mind or if somebody is getting on your nerves and you just need an internal conversation Jesus help me to fix my face send the anointing mm-hmm. Send the anointing so I don't give these people um, my normal, what are you talking about yes. face? And I just fix it to a more pleasant place. Yes. So um, 
for building relationship. Start with Jesus, but what other tips would you have for those people listening? I think you touched on um, one of the points I was going to say before you started talking, and that is don't try to be anyone else. Like quite literally be you. I grew up around intercessors and prayer warriors. Like that is the culture I grew up in. And I used to feel this pressure to Mm -hmm. call King James Version. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like approaching God. Father, we thank thee for the food <laughs> that you have given unto us. Like, I just felt this pressure to pray in that way because I was like, that's what gets results. Like, if I can't, yeah. you know, pray really loudly or really long in tongues or really long, if I've, if I've not spent at least an hour with Jesus, he's going to be like, couldn't you spend an hour with me? Like, why are you sleeping? Like, I used to literally <laughs> do this way. And Every time I would get into that, it would draw me away from him. Like it would deter me from actually wanting to spend time in his presence, be in his word, because I'd be like, I'm not, I'm not up to par. But when I finally was like, you know what? I'm going to just talk to you like I talk. And I'm a rambler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can mm-hmm. go on and on and on, on and, and on. on. Yes, and on Lord. and on for days. And <laughs> so for me, my best prayer times are in my car. Like when I'm feeling most anxious, I get in the car and I just drive and I talk to God. I'm like, God, X, Y, Z has happened. And I don't know why it's happening. And I'm just like going to town. And when I get done, it's like, okay, now here's what I have to say about the matter. Why don't you check out this scripture? Or how about you go to this person and say, this like it, it's so much clearer when I mm-hmm. remove all of the criteria that I've set up in my head that I think I need to do before I can even come in the door and just be like, "Hey, God, it's me today. This yeah. is what's on my heart. This is what I need to talk about." And then flip it. It's like, okay, what do you want to talk about to me? Sometimes mm-hmm. that's all I say. Like it's literally just like, "So, what's up, Holy Ghost?" <laughs> Like it's, it's, and that, but that's my personality. And that's not to knock the people that know how to pray very fervently and they're mm-hmm. very, mm-hmm. they have all of the vocabulary and they can pray the heavens down. Like there's nothing wrong with that. That's them. But mm-hmm. I think for someone who's trying to build their relationship, if they're constantly comparing themselves mm-hmm. to others, again, it's a lose lose situation. So you want to start with, who you are yeah. and who God made you to be yeah. and understand that he's not requiring you to change any of that for you to talk to him. Yeah. And you can pray the heavens down. Even if you're having a, a prayer conversation, just like this, you can still yeah. access God, which yeah. is what, what's awesome. Like both ways can work. It really can. Like uh, I, I grew up seeing very simple prayers and would see huge mm-hmm. results And when I tried to shift into this person that had all of this extra vocabulary and would pray for hours, that's when I started to see things not happening. One of my favorite scriptures, not scriptures, um, prayers that I say, I said it throughout all of my education and still to this day. I would sit down to an exam and I would just say, it's me and you, Holy Ghost. (laughs) That's it. And I would ace the exam every single time. (laughs) Just from saying that. When I went to, before I went to university, I tell, I've told this story before in other places. 
I didn't, I didn't realize that you're supposed to like apply and actually have money to go to school. Yes. Don't know what I was thinking. I yes. don't know what I was thinking. Yes. But long story short, I didn't get any financial awards. My mom was upset about it. And I was just like, I'm not paying a red cent for my education. Tell them about that it. Was, that was like the end of it. Yeah. I did not pray about it anymore after that, quite literally. When I think about it, I'm like, Jesus, Stanley, you could have at least like, you know, <laughs> sought the Lord about it. <laughs> You're like, but I, I was like, I'm not paying a red cent. Literally, I paid nothing for my education. Nothing. Woo woo. Nothing. <laughs> One more time. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> From books to tuition, nothing. He took care of all of it. And in the middle of that, there was this time where I was like, oh man, I've got to renew my applications. What? And I started to get into this. Oh my gosh, mm. I've got to do all this extra work. God, please have favor upon me. And I started to feel like I needed to do something special to make him respond. And when I simply got back to, hey, dad, this is the need. Fill it. Mm. <laughs> that is the prayer. Like you don't need an hour to figure out what the need is. I need <laughs> tuition, period, I, point blank. I you own a cattle it. on a thousand hills. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> but, that's, but that's me. Yeah. I had to realize that my very simple, straightforward faith is what worked for my relationship with yeah. God. And when I tried to step out of that, that's when it got confusing yeah. and convoluted. So start with being you. Love it. Love it. Okay, guys. So remember, start with Jesus, be you, play some worship music, just talk to him, really, yeah, yeah. the way you want to talk to him, like not the way your parents talk to him. Because I remember when you my mom is a prayer warrior. Like when I was younger, I felt like, and I said this the other day, I was like, I felt like she was praying for three hours and I was ready to go. Okay. <laughs> and I was, you know, as a child, you can kind of take their hand and kind of pull them away, but yes. it, it starts not to be appropriate for you to do that when you reach a certain age. So you just yes. have to be patient and wait. And I remember my godmother was in the audience. She said, if you felt like she was praying for three hours, she probably was no lie. Yes. And I was like, that's how I knew prayer to be. So when people would ask me to pray, and I would just be like, um, I'm sorry. Um, I don't have like, now I lay me down to sleep. Like that's, that's it. That's yeah. all I got. But yeah. then I realized it was just like a conversation in the way you would have your conversation. And you were talking about, you know, driving and speaking to the Lord. I have one, had one of those moments last week. I just had to go. I was mad. I had to go back to work because I left my notebook. And I was feeling stressed with all that I had to do. And I literally went in the car and just vented all the way to work. <laughs> I said, <sighs> when I finished venting, I said, I was like, and fix it, Lord. Because <laughs> I, <just laughs> I was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and I am a person who talks a lot too. Yeah. And I remember being younger and thinking to myself, I wonder if he is tired of me. You know what I mean? ever but he loves to hear our voice right yeah. he'd rather be in conversation with you than not to hear from you It'd at all silent. so definitely take the time out to build your relationship with jesus just start talking to him and yeah. if you feel strange about it don't be honestly yeah. talk out talking your head just build it up and then By any means necessary yeah and then ask him what he wants to say to you because remember yeah. it is a conversation yeah, so he wants to speak to you too it's two way it's not all you just talking, 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 leave some time to listen, listen, listen. And sometimes he comes through with that still calm voice. And you're yeah. just like, why is your answer so easy? Don't mm -hmm. you see? I was struggling with it. Mm -hmm. You just came through with like three words and you're just like, huh, I didn't think about that. Thanks. Yeah. 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 
<laughs> Can but, I add something on to that, that point? And I also have another tip um, if it were. But on that point about listening back form, that's another thing I used to complicate. I used to think that the heavens needed to be open mm. for me to be hearing what God has to say. Or and I would walk away from prayer so many times frustrated because I didn't quote unquote hear anything. Getting back again, back to simplicity, have the word in front of you. I can't tell you the amount of times where I have been in a full panic about a certain situation that I was dealing with. And I'm just like, God, God, I need help. And you know, you're just going, you're get, you're diving into your emotions. And the amount of times I literally would just read one scripture that literally answered everything that I needed. It clarif- brought clarity and peace. And it wasn't this whole, I heard this deep voice thundering out of the heavens. <laughs> sound effects on the podcast right <laughs> <laughs> but instead of me looking for this big grand experience he's given us his word that is his voice mm-hmm. his word is his voice and sometimes we're looking for something extra beyond his word and it's like nope this is what he's given as the answer stand on that and that a hundred percent of the time has sorted out all of my situations for me. Yes. Get the word. Yeah, man. Get the word. The other tip, I guess, if I had to sum it up, you need community. Yes. Oh, community is everything. You can't do it alone. You cannot. I cannot tell you how many years I spent thinking that it was wrong to have friends as a Christian. Mm. There's a whole reason behind that mm-hmm. ideology, but I felt guilty for having friends or going out and hanging out with them in very healthy environments, like not doing anything suspect. But I used to think I had to be in my room all the time and being in my word and praying down the heavens and doing all these very spiritual things by myself in isolation. And when I tell you that stunted my growth mm. as a person first and then as a Christian, I still to this day can't find any fruit in that. There are seasons where you need to be set aside yeah. and focus for yourself. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about where you're literally living in isolation. Yeah. And I can tell you the last two to three years, in fact, was it last year, Shante, I had my birthday party and gave all the gifts? No, the year before. The year before that. You've been stuck with me for like two years now. <laughs> There was, there was, there was two, yeah, two years ago, I actually, at one of my birthday parties, gave out gifts to my friends because they lit, I don't think they really understand, but literally friendship, true, authentic friendship Mm -hmm. saved my life. Again, another story for another day. The way that they rallied around me and just loved me as Estina, I could break out and cry right now. And so... From that time on, even up until now, now we've got um, our core group of friends and we encourage one another. Yeah. We, and and, and, and I'm not, I don't want to say just in scripture as if it's not the most important piece, but it's not just about our Krishna walk. It's in our, our daily endeavors, in mm-hmm. our, like Shante, oh my goodness, <laughs> like I've never wanted to dream more than I have since Shantae <laughs> has walked into the scene. Like every time she grabs a mic or if we're just talking in our chat group, I'm just like, 
man, what else can I dream up over here? Like, I'm <laughs> such a slacker. But like, <laughs> she has this gift to kind of just open you up to finding out who you are and what your purpose is and how you can actually, like, it's actually achievable. Like, you're not just, yeah. ta- like you said, you're not just talking the talk. You can actually accomplish this. Like, that is what she brings into my life in terms of a friend who literally makes you feel like you are the best person in the world when you're having the most crappiest day of your life. <laughs> so, and I would not have that. Like, a lot of the things I'm doing now, I would not have been able to step out had I not had that support system of people who simply believed in me. Mm-hmm. Like, scrap all of my credentials, my designations, my education, all of the wonderful other achievements at ground level to have people that believe in Estina and who are able to feed that part of who I am and not allow me to just be like, no, I'm going to just stay back here and, you know, y'all go on and do, do you, um, you know, I'm just going to be over here and be a nobody. They won't let me. <laughs> like, my friends will not let me sleep. They won't let me sleep on my walk with mm-hmm. Christ. And they won't let me sleep on my purpose here in the earth. And so you need community yeah. for your relationship with God and just being a person in the world. Um, the only way you're going to make it is to have other people in your life. You need them. You do. And if you don't have them, honestly, pray for them. Because as as Essie was speaking, I was just thinking about me. And for a long time, I was possibly in like, well, like in an isolated state. I came back from school. Um, I remember going through life being in a place where I felt like I never fit in with the group of people that were surrounding me. And I went away to school and I met my um, best friend and we got on and we've been friends ever since, but she didn't move back home when I moved home. So now I was home in Bermuda by myself with no friends. And I remember crying to God, like, just like, I want some friends. Like, it was bad. It was bad. But then all of a sudden, he sent me these seven, six, six, seven. seven? I think I make seven. Yes. Wait. Six. Six. Yes. I yes. Oh, my God. He sent me these six amazing, beautiful women. And every time we get together, I'm just like, I don't know if you existed, but I prayed you up just in case you forget. Literally. I, I prayed you into existence. I don't know what you were doing before this. I know you might have existed, but just in case, I'm not sure you did. God just sent you down at your age right now for me because it's so important to have community and to be able to talk about God, but also talk and laugh just yeah. like friendship should be. Yeah. Um we, for my birthday, they, my friends and I, we had like a sleepover and I, we had a Disney themed sleepover because I love Disney because my inner child is very strong. Yes, and so is mine. <laughs> <laughs> so we did Lion King, we did Aladdin, we did Black Panther. And then the next day we prayed and did vision boarding and we mm. like talked about God and we talked about relationships and we talked about other things. And we were just in the room as sisters, as people like no degrees, even though yep. my group of friends are very, very intelligent and smart and educated women. But we were just there, just being people, chill, yes. in sweatpants, hear a mess, yes. um, just talking and laughing. And that's what you need. So if you don't have that, 
Mm-hmm. Pray for it. God will Pray send you. It. God will send you who you need. He Trust really me, will. because those are the people who are just going to be like, "Hey, um, I haven't heard from you in a while. Are you okay? Legit. What are you doing? Do I need to come <laughs> find you? You look stressed out. You look tired. You need to rest. I'm good. I remember one day Essie messaged me. She's like, "Do I need to come and put you in your bed?" You look... <laughs> and I was just like, "I know. I'm tired. Let me go." But it's good to have that motivation. So. Essie will be back on the podcast, whether she likes it or not. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, she 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 will like it. She loves you guys, and um, we just want to thank her for being here today. We've had such an interesting conversation, so be sure to check her out on YouTube. Check out Unveiled Access on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter. So, if you can, I want you to give everybody your all your handles, and then I'm going to ask you to pray us out. Ooh, pressure. Yes. <laughs> pray us uh, out and then, oh, and then after Essie finishes pray, praying us out, then you get to hear her single Deeper, which you'll fall in love with. And it's available on iTunes. So go and copy that. All right, go ahead. Okay. So on Facebook, Instagram, um, and on YouTube, it's I am Estina. That's I am E S T I N A. My website is also I am Estina.com. And on Twitter, I am Estina Tweets. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. So if you can pray us out. Okay. Abba, we thank you for this opportunity we've had to talk about you and our relationship with you and how we can all grow closer to you. I thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus, who has opened the door for everyone to be able to come who believes in him. And so, Father, for those who are listening, those who do not know you and those who are currently walking with you, I pray, God, that you um, would give them a revelation of Jesus Christ, because he is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can come to you except through him. So I pray, Father, that our hearts will be open to that truth and that we would um, that you would release the burden for us to perform, the burden for us to be perfect, the burden for us to have this checklist of things that we need to do in order to be acceptable um, before you. Father, you made us in your image. Father, you said that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Father, you are pleased with us just because we were made for you. You are pleased with us because we are your children. You are pleased with us just because of the love that is in your heart that you have for us. Your thoughts toward us are good and not evil. Um, your thoughts to what, toward us are, are immeasurable. They're numerous. We can't count them, the things that you think about and for us. So Father, I just pray that we would allow that truth to sit in our hearts, that we would have peace um, with you, that we won't strive to access you, but we will just come boldly and freely with the access that Christ has given um, for each and every one of us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Thank you again, Essie. And for those listening, here is Deeper by Estia.
But I need to go deeper Deeper where I cannot stand Where I have to trust that you can Hold me up Lord, take me deeper Spirit of God, Trust that you can hold me up Lord, take me deeper Spirit of God, overflow Flow until I come to know The depths of your love of your love, the depths of your love. 